Hello guys, welcome to the Transformation Game Plan Podcast, where we're going to be giving you the game plan to transform. It's an all-encompassing podcast about transformations, performance, physique, productivity, habits and chats, with some incredible guests chucked in along the way. So if you enjoy this podcast, then do me a favour, share it with a friend and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. Guys, welcome. I hope you are good and I hope you are well. We are here in uh, one of our episodes in the second season now, which is now having guests on. And I am joined by Brendan. Um, Brendan, introduce yourself, mate. Let people know who you are. Yes, hi. As as, as, as uh, Trav just said there, my name is Brendan. I live in Hull, so I'm not sure if you can have a lot of Southern listeners. You might have a few Scottish PTs listening. Um, yes, sir, I am a gym owner in Hull. That specialises in semi-large. We were just talking about this pre-recording, what, what becomes large group PT compared to small group PT. But uh, my facility operates up to 12 people in a PT space. So we do typically have three to four PT, uh, three, three to four people in, in a PT session. Um, and yeah, I can't remember the last time I did a one-to-one. <laughs> so <laughs> I you... don't do one anymore, but yeah, it's all about the bar and having a fucking laugh. That's, that's, that's my bread and butter, mate. Like, you've got to enjoy it. That's more than anything for me. Yeah, for sure. Like, and it for anyone that doesn't follow uh, Brendan on Instagram, which will be a lot of you, I think. What's your Instagram handle, mate? Brendan dot find fitness. Yeah, Brendan dot find fitness, guys. He's all about the fun. He probably really is one of those people that really encompasses it. And if you have a look at his Instagram, you'll see an awful lot of horrendous socks as well, which I learned the story <laughs> behind, which I'm sure we'll touch on as we go through his past, but. Um, guys, the reason I brought Brendan on today is because I'll get that on the Instagram. The reason I got Brendan on today is because Brendan really embodies uh, community uh, groups and getting good people together that is going to kind of bring that result. And you know what is something that is so important for me in my journey and important for my current clients is the community. But obviously you do it so much more uh, in person, whereas mine is obviously a lot more uh, social media, Facebook driven um, in the background. But kind of just wanted to touch on that. So, but before we go into why we think group is so important and, and the benefits you've seen personally, like let's let's have a quick rundown, Brendan. Obviously, again, pre-recording, we spoke about kind of where you come from and what fitness has done for you. So let's let's go into that a little bit and kind of try and elaborate. Why, where did you find fitness? What's it done for you? So where, where I found it, it's quite unusual, actually. Well, probably not, but... I, I skipped PE at school. Uh, I got bullied for my weight at school as well. So me and my my twin brother. And then I don't know how it came along, but mum got like some sort of biggest loser style winning competition. So she got a free membership for her and a kid, one child at David Lloyd in Hull. Very posh, I know. Um, but for some reason, she blagged it. And we both got a membership there. And then while skipping PE at school, I was 18 stone, by the way. I was a big fucking kid. Do you know them kids you see and you're like, gee, that's a big, that's a big kid. <laughs> like, like, I used to have like a, a tin of biscuits for breakfast, no lie. Um, but I was skipping PE at school, but what I was doing was enjoying, essentially, not yelling at my brother, but sort of telling him what to do in the gym on the night. So it was, I was like really enjoying this new thing, like weight training. If I was to look back now, it was probably horrific looking and I'd probably look at the younger self. Joe, you see, oh, fuck, kids in the gym today. Oh yeah. God, like looking over at them and messing about. I was probably doing that, but at the time it was, I was like really looking forward to it. Like, so I was going from skipping PE at school. So I won't bring up PE kit or coming up with excuses, 
my PE teacher was 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 pretty disrespectful to, to to the bigger kids anyway. So like my experience of PE almost put me off spot forever. Right. Um, okay. So fuck him for that one. But I was really enjoying. <laughs> I was really enjoying the, the the fitness side of stuff on that night. Like one or once twice a week when my mum does whatever she does with her PT. Me and my brother would just fuck about in the gym and would have a laugh, and um, that became a thing. And then there was a point where I wanted to be an engineer, so electrical engineering, but you needed an A in maths to do that at college. And I didn't get, I got a straight, straight C's in everything. I'm an average, I'm an average child at everything I do, mate. Everything's that's me, average. mate. Yeah, that's the same it's as straight me. Straight C's, mate. Yeah. Didn't feel it. Didn't win it either. Like just yeah, average yeah. everything. And I'd say, I, I still say the same thing now. Like everything I do, it's to an average, not like I try, obviously, try my best, but. But yeah, um, but yeah. So obviously, I didn't get that A. So my college said to me, "Look, for you to get to this college, you need to choose something else." And the sport diploma was looking at me right in the face, and I was like, "Right, okay." At this point in my life, I've enjoyed shouting at my brother for six months now at this gym. I'm gonna give sport a go, and, and it went from there. So I was always even at even at PE at A level. I was I was the fat kid there, even at university. So I got a job, nightclub promoting. Um, and and I used to shy away from it, but drink drugs a lot. I was a nightclub promoter, do you know what I mean? It, it yeah. was a very, they came hand in hand. And I look back and I do cringe at that that side of me. But um, but yeah, I was still drinking, but I was still, best believe I was doing that uh, that 9 a.m. lecture still. And I was, so I was going out the night before. Yeah, and I was still turning up. I was still loving it, but I won't, I won't stop in the nights out and stuff. But because yeah. of that, I was quite a big boy, even at uni. And then eventually I went to, the building that you're, well, not the same building, but you're at Anytime Fitness yourself now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, I got a job there at 18 Stone selling gym memberships because I was too fat to be a PT, I got told, despite being qualified. Um, And then... It's mad, isn't it? These preconceptions, yeah. right? These Anytime Fitness is a franchises as well, so I'm not going to get Travis into trouble here when I say this, <laughs> but owners of ours in particular uh, were, were not nice people, but they end up sort of pissing off every PT that worked there. So essentially, I, they had no choice but to let me on the gym floor because <laughs> I was the assistant manager at 21 years old. And then, then yeah, so that's when I started my PT journey there. So I was I was in gyms pretty much my adult life, but there was about a year and a bit where I was just selling gym memberships and doing, I was allowed to spin classes as well. Yeah. So that was my my first experience even then looking back. That was not group PT, but it was still... It was a class environment if you're looking back now. Yeah, but... multiple. So what's what I find interesting then is obviously your background comes from not really loving sport because you'd had a negative experience with it from the offset, but actually in a position where you kind of enjoyed teaching and coaching and helping someone, even though you didn't have that expertise. However, then you went on to study it. But what's what's interesting, and I think we can touch on this a little bit more, is obviously you said you're nightclub promoting, drinking, drugging but you're still invested into it and still what we would always say to our clients now is you're still showing up. So kind of what we do in life is obviously we're always looking for different vices and different releases, right? So how do you think, obviously, if you hadn't gone to uni and studied sport, which is obviously what kept you interest, that could have been a different path? Oh, absolutely, man. Um, what I believe was going to happen, so this isn't a slight on any one of my courses, so I did... It, it, York St. John's not the biggest of universities. Um, but not only that, we did strength and conditioning. Well, most people just chose the general sports science degree. It was only 12 of us. And if I remember rightly, out of the 12 on the course, I think only three of us are still in the fitness industry now. 
yeah, which is a massive, you know what I mean? So what I believe is that this is no slight on anyone that I don't think I've not spoken to a lot of these in years, but I think I'd be doing bar work in York like a lot of them end up doing, you know, if mm. they didn't have the advice. Like York, it's a very small town. It's not a city, even though it's technically a city, but the only jobs you get there are bar work because there's more, there's tons of bars. Obviously, there's a bit of a stag do culture there. Yeah. So like if you're looking for a Saturday job at uni, you ain't going to be going to Next or H&M. You're going to get a bar job. So yeah. it's so easy. Like you think you get a bar job and with bar work comes a lot of very easy temptations, mate. So like obviously you, you, you're getting in at 5, 6, 6 a.m. in the morning. There's a bit of a culture to, to, to stay after your shift drinking with, with your co-workers. So next thing you know, you're getting in at 8 a.m., 9 a.m. instead. Good to sleep till 2 p.m. and then you do it again. So that was my summer holidays while at uni yeah. was, was just working at Revolution, just doing that shit. And it's very, you see a lot of people with very good degrees, very smart people. And it's very easy for you to, to get in that. And you kind of forget why you're even in that city. Like, I'm not, I'm from Hull, not York. Mm. But it's very easy to get trapped and, oh shit, now I'm working full time at this bar and I'm waking up at 2 p.m. every day. And that happened yeah. to a lot of people. But because I enjoyed the fitness side of stuff, I I saw it for what it was. And I, I think I'm lucky, not trapped, like, they probably enjoy their lives. Maybe not now we're touching 30, but, but you know. Um, but looking back, I'm I'm so glad I did. Like it was so easy. Like out of the twelve people, eight of us, eight even got trapped in that, and some of them are still doing bar work today. Yeah. And that's not a bad. That, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it won't for me. I enjoyed it. Potentially a waste of hours, I can say, because they weren't on my course. But in terms of all that work, so you specialize at the moment, obviously in groups, and you specialize in shift work. So that's right, isn't it? You, a lot yeah. of your stuff is very shift worker based, isn't it? And and whilst obviously we all have niches in business and if anyone knows anything about business someone will tell you to niche down but that doesn't mean you're excluding people but I suppose in a way it's quite similar for you because you know you was getting in three four five a.m in the morning after working all night and then rocking up to university so kind of what is it that makes you now so focused on helping those sort of people and kind of what, what do you get out of it so I don't care what people say in our industry people will say you know we do it for the love of others and you know trying to help other people and etc and we do but obviously happiness comes from it what why are we now focusing on those shift workers how does that affect you how does it make you feel kind of what's what's the crack there it stems from it stems from my mum to be honest mate so where my mum and my brother both work in private ambulance service or patient transport, and they've done that for six or seven years now. So, like, we've had Christmases where they're both in the uniforms, you know, waiting for their own calls and stuff like that. Um, I just managed to just happen to, when I, when I bought this place last year, there was a fair few NHS staff, just a few. And then when my mum came in, uh, obviously she's, like, sharing it. Oh, my, my boy's got a gym now and it's PT in and all this and all that. Yeah, I made the decision to let my mum be my client, which... Uh, it, it's been interesting. It, you know, I I actually thought I was going to regret it, and she's she's maybe not regret it. Bless her. She yeah, pays full. Let's it. make this clear, and that's not about the money. It's about accountability. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it took me for a ride. So I, I had a bit of an adult conversation with her last year. But my mum herself, do you know what I mean? She 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 openly told me what her traps are and her trap falls and what what daily basis can go wrong. Like all of a sudden you're on call, and next thing you know you. You're sat in like the the drive-through Costas and Starbucks now, and you've you've sunk seven hundred calories without even noticing it. Yeah, and it won't particularly come a love of shift workers or sit, but I just understood them yes. because my mum worked for so long. Do you know what I mean? Before I became a PT, I'm seeing her make these mistakes. Do you know what I mean? So when it came down to right, who do I want to make this gym for? Is in a nice world you want you want to attract people that are fun. Like if I, I just want everyone to have a fucking laugh and a, and a personality in here. 
But yeah. you can't just say that online and expect people to come. So you, you do need to, to look at, right, people are only going to come to this gym if they're similar to the people in this gym, especially because it's group PT, they're going to train together. So I started leaning on my mum a little bit. I started leaning on NHS a little bit more. And now we've got we've got sort of police. We've got a lot of, lot of nurses, mate, like tons of nurses. We've got dentists here. Um, we've got, we haven't got any doctors, but it's, it's without being rude to doctors, but it's more like the ones that are on the feet for 14 hours straight. Yeah. I'm not saying doctors aren't, but they are a lot of critical thinking, whereas these guys are doing like the more the laborious activities yeah. in the hospitals and stuff. And because I've been doing that pretty solidly now, like when we've got a new sort of nursing now, I'm not saying I understand their plan because I fucking don't. Like I've, me and Travis right now wearing trackies and this is our jobs. You know what I mean? Like we do not have real jobs. Um, but like I, I get it, I get where they're coming from now. I know what problem problems they're gonna have now because I've heard it a million times now. Which I'm not saying I am a nurse. I'm not saying I'm I'm, I'm a I'm a father because I'm not either. I've got no responsibilities in my own life. But I've worked with enough people to get the idea and to get the point. And yeah. I just lean on it slightly, and then it's become this whole thing now. So I was like, all right, let's lean on it a little bit more. And now I think it's just under two thirds of our gym are NHS slash sort of blue light card holders yeah. as well. That's cool. It, it just it happened naturally, then I went into it basically. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's important as well because you know we're looking after different types of people. Like we've all got, like say that little, even if it's only a mini niche, we've all got it. We're all looking for it. But that's really interesting. So obviously the key for me here is that you know everyone's taking the idea for this is about someone taking something from today that actually really helps them, and they go away with this win or this understanding or this development, and and obviously. Your sessions are all run groups. How many people are in your groups roughly? So from what to what, like five to ten, five to fifteen? Yeah. So so we the six a.m. and five p.m. We've got twelve in pretty consistently. Yeah. All the other ones will have uh, between between five and six typically. Cool. Uh, no one comes at seven a.m. though. We have two and threes there. So if you're re- if you're listening, you're from Hull and you don't want a massive group, come to seven a.m. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, so it, it can it does range, but. I typically run the large groups. The larger groups, we 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 have two do two staff members on, so yeah. it's not like missed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's to look at our sessions and think no one's getting coached, but, but it's, it, it's proper group it, coaching, not classes. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very strong with that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, we when we have started getting a bit busy recently, so oh, why don't you put 15 people in? Like 12 for me is the limit. Do you know what I mean? At that point, we're becoming just like I'm not sure if your gym offers classes, but I used to work at Pure Gym and they used to offer classes for free. Yeah. At what point are we not the same as them now? Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. I am very strongly opinion. It looks it looks like a fucking mess, but I always call it organized chaos. That's what yeah. I always describe my sessions as, and I make sure everyone's getting getting looked after as well. And I, I love it the energy in the room when it's a busier session. I fucking live for it, man. Like it's yeah. it's a really cool environment to be in. And but from a client having... perspective, then why is that better than one to one? So. Obviously, I'm not. Obviously, I'm a one to per, one to one personal trainer, so I don't sink my business. But what I'm thinking is right. Is obviously I have my community online. You've got your community online and in person. You moved away from the one to one. What benefits have you seen from the client side? What's What's better about them actively engaging in the community, whether that's in person, online? What sort of things have you picked up on as a group trainer? that makes it a really good prospect for people to really get stuck into a community, whether it is online or in person. What I found is if, and obviously I did one-to-one for four years, this isn't something I'm not familiar with, but if you've got a client and do you know what I mean, we all have lives, we all have struggles. And if they are struggling mentally and they've come in or they've had a shit day at work, 
when it's you and, and your client, you can try your best to change their mood. Most of the time you'll get it because naturally they've started enjoying the lifting, all this and that and the other. I like to think that it to be around you as well. Um, but there's only so much you can dictate the mood in that session. It's yeah. you and it's them. There's only so much you can do to sort of G them up. But if they're coming to a bigger environment where there is people fucking buzzing off the tits, really hyped up, really motivated. If I had a session here and 10 people and all, all 10 are demotivated, like the likelihood of that is very rare. Do you know what I mean? So even if someone is coming in a bit demotivated, a bit of shitty from work, so like the 5 p.m. lot are bringing their problems in from their shitty day at work, there's going to be someone here that had a good day. <laughs> I'd hope so anyway. So they almost pick each other up. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's quite the hard for them to stay flat. They come into the gym. Exactly, and, exactly. and that's that's a big buy-in from them. So they know that when they come through this door, they like to think they're going to get it. They're going to come out in a better mood. Like best hour of your day. I know it sounds cheesy, but it's it is something that I do I do swear by as well. Yeah. How do you recreate that online? And what and what? How do you get people? Like, what differences have you seen? Like, if you had people that have kind of done the one-to-one stuff and not been engaged in communities, but then do dive headfirst into the group sessions and online. And then seeing real differences. Yes, so at first it was hard here. So I had I had thirty one to one clients, and I had about fourteen group clients when I when I bought this place last year. So I had to convince these thirty that that way you've been doing with me is wrong. Now that's wrong. Do you know what I mean? A bit of my own agenda, selfishly, a little bit. But what what I noticed straight away was they were surprised with how much more they were doing because of not the fear of seeing other people getting them to do it, but they almost don't want to be embarrassed. Like, a certain, like they're not competing against each other, but there is that element there a little bit. So a lot of the one-to-one guys were, were very surprised with, oh, fuck, I'm actually doing more now. And there's there's less like there's less focus on me. Because, of course, yeah. there's going to be less as compared to one-to-one. But I think it also comes from, it helps that, like we talked about niches earlier, I've always coached similar people to each other which is why like my Facebook groups have always popped off. It's why we've always been able to have events and we're not struggling to create conversations. So because these similar people had the Facebook group together prior, yeah, it's, they're putting a face to a name that they've, they've been working with all this time. Yeah. And like the, the Facebook, how I got that off going initially was just sort of blunt forced it. Like I made it seem like that's the norm. That's how we operate. Like from day one, like you, you get introduced to our groups yeah, and you're on the face of it. It's just a fucking Facebook group, mate. That's all it is. Hmm. But it's it's their way of being welcomed into this. Like anyone joining a PT has got a very scary reason. Like the, there's some sort of pain point there. There's some sort of place of anxiety there. So you need to get them on board straight away. And we have different experiences from our clients. They're always going to see us as the PT. Even yeah. being a really fat guy in the past, they're still going to see me as the PT wanker. So. You've overcome it, right? You've done the, you're exactly, done it, yeah. you're perfect, you're ready to go. Easy for you, Brendan. Do you know what I mean? You do this for a living, but having yeah. the other guys, there's clear sort of path for them to do well. Like if there's a student nurse coming in the future, well, Chloe's done it before. They can see Chloe, Chloe's talking to them. Yeah. Or there's a copper over there and I've got a new new, new person who's a copper. Do you know what I mean? Like it, they look at each other for inspiration as well as us. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, Instead yeah. Instead of just being sure. me or Travis, for example. Now, now I can flip that. So one thing that I always say to people and I see all the time is I always see people and it, and you'll know this as well, like the people that are most successful and that word is obviously by their own standards, but the people who achieve their results either the quickest or are more happy with their results or 
you know, go further than they've ever thought before in my group, you often see they're the people that aren't necessarily working the hardest in the gym or necessarily cutting the most in terms of calories or whatever. But they're actually the people that are showing up for themselves and others by checking in, doing the group accountability, joining the live calls. So I see the biggest success from those people. And I can generally 99% of the time just correlate one to one between, oh, this person's really smashed it. They've done A, B, C, D. The people that are struggling aren't showing up. Now, I have my preconceptions about why that happens. I think a lot of people, it's because if they're showing up for that stuff, they're probably showing up religiously for everything else. However, and you'll see, you'll tell me if you experience this and how you combat it. What about for those people that are in your group, either online or in person, and they see others achieving things, but they feel overwhelmed to the point where they don't necessarily want to try because they want to hide. Now, in a group session, I know that's not necessarily going to occur because they've got coaches in the room that will pick them up out of that and push them forward. But in terms of their overall transformation and group setting environment kind of behind the training, how do you combat that? What's What would your advice be for someone that, say, you know, now feels overwhelmed by other people's success? Obviously, that happens all the time. It does. It's probably one of the most common things that we do have. And when someone's new, like they'll see the Facebook group stuff, they'll see the events, they'll see this, they'll see that. They've just been given, if they're tracking calories, they'll just get a calorie goal. They'll get this, they'll get that. Oh, you got to use this app. You got to use that app. Like it's a fucking lot, mate. And yeah. we appreciate that as well. So we say to them, do your training first. Let's let's forget the accountability stuff. Let's forget the event stuff. Just just say hi to the people you're training next to at the moment. Like let's just focus on that. And and then eventually, naturally, they're going to start leaning more on that type of stuff. So then they start to feel more and more welcome. Yeah. And then they realize that person who I was seeing smashing it the other day, she actually does struggle herself. They're actually humanizing them themselves, if that makes any sense. So it's I don't expect everyone day one to to be shouting and bawling and doing everything that I ask of them. Uh, it takes about I'd say about eight weeks for them to to start doing that stuff. Every rare, very rarely you get like for anyone listening to this, I'll give them a shout out. So a girl called Amy just joined us recently. She just jumped straight into that type of stuff, and as did a guy called Scott. Um, but we don't expect it. It's 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 addition. Like yeah. coming for your sessions, communicate with your coaches about how you're feeling this and that and the other. And then eventually you'll get you'll you'll naturally buy in. You'll see some results yourself. There's gonna be comparison. There yeah. always will be. Like I I put this comparison to the way us two know each other is through our mentorship. And I, I made a point at the last event where I said I I'd like to feel shit in this room. Like yeah. there's a lot of people Good in there. Point. it's an intimidating it's not an intimidating place because everyone's fucking nice in there, but on paper it's intimidating. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, even You've been there for longer than I have. I think yeah. I'm coming up for my third event this week. Um, and I look forward to every event and I walk into the room and I'm like, fuck. Uh, yeah. But that's good. Like, and it's just about how you handle that, right? Because I'm looking like you, you've got your own gym or Lewis particularly stands out to me and Christian, et cetera. So just again, shout out to those coaches. But it's like comparison, and, and everyone says comparison is the thief of joy, yada, 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 famous quote. I think it's a bit, it's right and it's wrong, but it's it's how you harness that comparison being the thief of joy. Like, yeah, I'm really proud of what I've done, but shit, you look at these other coaches around you and you're like, do you know what? It's time to go. So it's kind of like building that momentum for people and trying to get your members then and my members to harness into the community of the people that have currently got better results to them because they've either been there longer or they've put a bit more in to kind of drag them along. I want to ask you a question, actually. Now we've talked about that. Um, so pull the curtain back, 
Travis has just been put into a group chat today with me on our mentorship, the elite program, right? Yeah. So how did you feel today getting put in that group chat? Because I, to this day, don't use that group chat enough because I'm still intimidated and I've been in that group chat for like three months now. I think today I'm not intimidated. Uh, yeah. Speaking to Chris, I was like, and even just taking the plunge, pulling the trigger, I was like, have I, have I jumped up uh, aggressively? So just like in terms of the listeners then, obviously, as we'll have all seen over the last year, my business has grown exponentially to the point where I use words like that. Um, and it's been <laughs> like, it's been a real whirlwind since last September. And I kind of got to a point where I was thinking about either leaving the program because I was done or what's next in the program. And I think that was really key for me is I'm sat there talking to Beth, my partner and obviously fellow coach. And I'm like, if I don't change something, I'm, I'm getting stagnant here. I'm taking things for granted. So I've either got to leave or I've got to step up and ask for more. I've got to do more. So pulling that trigger and saying, okay, I'm going to do more. I've got to find more time, focus on more business, invest more, take things up a notch. Yeah, probably quite intimidating. Once I speak and then we set out a plan, that will probably give me a little bit of scarcity. But one of my favorite sayings is scarcity creates urgency. Urgency creates results. So today, not so bad. On the call on Saturday, yeah, pretty bad. Um, and I was like oh and I kind of mold over it and then I'll walk in Thursday and I'll be like yeah I feel great and then I'll walk through that door and I'll be like ah imposter syndrome there we go so that's yeah so similar to how people feel walking into the groups and the communities that we run right yeah like our text so we we've had one on our first zoom call not you like the elite call obviously you weren't on at this point because you've just joined this week I was WhatsApping Chris while like, I do not deserve to be in this this group Zoom call right now. I do not, and it we all we all do it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's there's that. I think there's that little. With how it sounds corny, but fat fat like fat Brendan's still in there, mate. He's yeah. still in there. That part very is in there, right? Yeah, like when we talk about anxiety and stress on on our on our weekly calls, like I've always got a big list of stuff compared to my wins because I'm an anxious fucking boy, mate, and that's yeah. never going to put. Yeah, like, it just disappears and. And that's why I, I try and spoon feed slowly to my clients. Because if, if I'm feeling it on my events, and this is, you've been to Glasgow three, this is your third trip in it? It will be, it will be the third time. I've done two in. 14, I think, for me. I don't even know now at this point. Like, yeah. I don't even, I think it's 13 or 12. Like, fucking, I've been there two years. So, and I'm still like that. Like, that doesn't go. And mm. I know for my clients, if someone's had two weeks off, they're going to be a bit anxious when they're coming in. And, and that's fine. So, like, just try and focus on the very small amount of things you can control. Because you can't yeah. control your heart, but you can't control being nervous. But what yeah. you can control is actually fucking getting through that door. Yeah. What you can control is, right, let it not be a caffeinated mess when I walk through that door because my anxiety is going to be even higher. Like, yeah. you, there's little things you can give yourself to give you a chance yeah. before you, you fucking brain out. Do you know what I mean? So it's if we, if we suffer from it, and I've been doing this for two... I've been coaching for five years, but this sort of course for two years, like yeah. anxiety doesn't leave you. It, but it, what, what you can do about it is absolutely your, in your control. It completely yeah. is. And I think it's about like you saying about the slow release and stuff. I give my clients, I probably go the other way where I give them absolutely everything. And I just tell them to pick up what they can, because I think yeah. that's really, really helpful to, because then what it's doing is it's catering for everyone. So however you want to pick up or whatever you want to pick up, it caters for everyone. So there's different ways of doing it. But I think that the, the key thing there then is, Actually, the thing for me or for you turning up to Glasgow is taking the action so you walk in the door not like an anxious mess. For me, it's doing the things that make sure that 
unprepared and it's simple things by the way like I always make sure I know kind of what I'm wearing so I feel good in myself I always make sure that I'm in shape so I feel good in myself and confident so what I'm doing is I'm controlling the controllables like you said they're only very small things but they are the foundation they are the building blocks of of what that day is going to be because then it's going to be about integrating mingling if you ever speak to my partner she'll tell you mate like I've got two weddings going in August fucking anxious about both of them because I don't know most people so it's like doing those things so that I get out of my comfort zone because at the end of it you'll have that accomplishment right so if you're coming into that community of Brendan's or mine and you know you're seeing these people that are inspiring you that's amazing but on the flip side if you're seeing people that are almost intimidatingly good or doing the things they need actually they only got there by doing the basics well and then building up and all we're asking you to do at the moment is build up your basics and then go from there right yeah, and you, you say about being prepared, i.e. choosing what you're wearing on Thursday, at, at Thursday and Friday. I, I know as well, mate, but what I do is, and this is outside of events and just general life, like uh, we, our clients have a thing called Sort Your Shit Sunday. So yeah. I have every single, this sounds like Homer Simpson, some mad sort of like OCD shit, but I've got my full week of clothes planned and folded ready to go each day. So when oh, I roll yeah. up, I can just pick them up. I, 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 the least amount of thinking I can do Early in the morning, the better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the coffee, the coffee machine, my leads next to the door so I can walk my dog before work. Like it's all, I set everything up the night before. And by yeah. doing that, it makes your life so much easier. Like you said, and it's such a small thing. Oh, well, I know I'll be wearing, I'll be wearing them jeans on that day in that, in that event, or I'll be getting up, or even like, okay, like I'm not sure. Are you get? how are you traveling up there? Are you getting a train or? I'm, dri- I'm driving this time because the trains are pants, mate. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a reserved seat this time and stuff like that, where I know it's going to be a window seat so I can get some work done all the way up. I know I'm definitely going to get a table seat this time. Yeah. Stuff like that. And, it's, and you can you can do that and pivot that wherever you want in your own life. Like, it can literally be, well, no matter what happens each today, I'm going to put my gym bag with my kit in my boot. Don't go home. Because if you go home, you ain't come back out that fucking house, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. You need to make it as easy as possible for yourself. And that's, even when you're anxious, well, my clothes are already in the car, so I don't need to go home. Yeah, because if you're anxious, you're gonna go home. You're not leaving that house. I could yeah. bet a million pounds on it. Yeah. And it's about making them little little tri- tips and tricks. Add yeah. them all up, yeah. and all of a sudden you're doing every little thing that that other person over there is that you compare yourself to. That's yeah. why they're. That's why you're where you are right now. But you're gonna get there as well. For sure. For sure. Okay. Right. So as you've probably seen on the screen, time is running out on this. I'm trying to keep them short and concise. So what I want, I'm gonna do this with everyone on this series, is I want to know your one key tip, which is a sentence for anyone starting out. It can be specific to your niche, for your group, for the community. And I want your one fitness bugbear, both about a sentence or two each. So I've gone through a mantra this year. I said it to my mate on New Year's Eve, really cheesy, I know. But I said, this year is going to be the year where I fuck around and find out. And what I mean by that is, I know it's like a little bit of a funny thing to sort of say, but what I mean by that is anything that I've got a thought to do just jump in and do it. I'm okay. I fuck around now. If it was a mistake, it was a mistake. Okay. I'm not going to bore people on this podcast, but I've made a large change within my own business this month. If it fails, it fucking fails. I go back to what I know. Yeah. I.e., going to spin with a load of PTs. Yeah. Three days after I just bust my face on the fucking gym floor. <laughs> fuck around, do you know what I mean? I wasn't supposed to get on that flight, and I'm glad I did. I got yeah. told the one first go. Fuck around and find out. Do you like every little thing I've done this year, doing large talks and stuff, fuck around and find out. And I'd, I'd tell my clients that like, oh, I can't do a kettlebell squat. 
well, let's let's find out what the worst thing is before you actually stop yourself from doing it. Do you know what I mean? Like, in, yeah. silly to not even try it. Like, you're being silly. Like, you're embarrassing yourself. So, Love fuck it. around and find out is, is, my, is my thing this year. And I, I've told all my clients about it as well. Um, yeah. Fitness bugbear, to be honest, is... It's definitely the nutritional side of stuff. It's it's being told to such a borderline obsessive way of what you can't eat and can't eat. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I thought you, this would come up. I saw your it's, it's only come up because the top of my head today and yesterday. <laughs> so I got I got I got a new 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 guy jump on and she's um she sent me this graphic that our old coach sent her and they have banned her from absolutely everything in the past. Apps, and I mean everything. Yeah. Like jam wasn't on there, bagels, pasta. Um, basically, all I wanted to eat is like basically meat and veg. That is it. That is it. And um, and, I, and without being rude, I look at this sort of coach's results and stuff like that, and there's nothing there. It's just they're in shit. I'm going to be careful here. They're, <laughs> they're in shit. There's two of them. <laughs> they're in mint shape, don't get me wrong. But I don't see the clients in shit without being rude. I don't uh, see the clients at all. It's pictures of them all the time. So if 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 me and you were getting so you you're big on the photo shoot stuff, huh? it's a new world that I'm getting myself into. We had guys going to Iceland the week before. We had a guy going to Dubai getting pissed up the week before. Yeah. And the results have shown themselves. Yeah. It's like, it's all about the result you're looking for, isn't it? Like ours is probably ours is definitely a little bit more strict than that. Ours are always trying to be that bit more extreme, but fully like. And a hundred percent, like, and it's a good no, way the, to it. The is... back end got. Don't get me wrong, mate. The, the back end got extreme. It got extreme, but these these people are telling these clients to live like this, yeah. and that's the difference there, mate. Like, don't get me wrong. The photo shoot lot, they did they did get disciplined. Like, fuck, it cost a day to look like how they did on that day. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but mint by the way, they're not living like that. Like this graphic suggested. Yeah. Like it's like what these coaches have done is because it worked for them. They're assuming Helen, mother of three, who sits down all day. <laughs> can just literally have no impulses to eat digestives. Like, fuck off, mate. Like, be yeah. real. Yeah. It's treating clients like robots. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just because we're CT right. wankers doesn't necessarily mean that they are. Like, I can get strict when I need to be. Don't get me wrong. Like, it isn't a... We're not necking beers before every PT session. Don't get me wrong. Like, but we we go out once every 12 weeks as events. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Balance, mate. It's balance, but... Yeah, for sure. So, treating people like robots, really, and, and giving them and restrictions on what exactly they can eat is the bugbear. Yeah, because the moment you restrict it, I want it more. If you told me yeah. now, mate, like, by the way, on Friday, I don't want to see you drink any coffee, Brendan, at that event. Best believe I want a la massive, large, frothy cappuccino in my hand yeah. all day. Because you've told me, I'm an adult, I'm like, fuck off, I want my own thing. And it's, the moment you tell someone they don't want it, they're going to have it. It's yeah. simple as that. And yeah. you, you know this as well, mate, do you know what I mean? But it doesn't mean we're not disciplined, because you, you can have both. You can have your cake and eat, and eat it too, literally. Yeah. For sure. I was going to say that. I think you knew. <laughs> um, so, again, just remind the guys, where can we find you on Instagram for anyone looking for some good old-fashioned rants and some funny content as well? So we do have two accounts. So, Find Fitness Gym. So, F-I-N-D. So, Instagram captions always, as I say, Find Fitness. It's Find. There's a D on the end. Uh, find Fitness Gym is the gym in general. So, you'll see our other coaches on there as well. And basically, if you want to have a nose at how our gym operates. Yeah. And then, for myself, I've never took myself too seriously. So it's Brendan dot find fitness. Um, like I said, and if you if you don't want to see long stories, don't follow me. Uh, I don't shut up. Like <laughs> I don't shut up. I document. I don't. I don't think about the content that I make. 
probably should think sometimes before I speak, but I think your content is perfect the way it is, mate. Because that's why (laughs) as soon as you said about it, I was on it. Right, guys, thanks for listening. As always, leave a comment, share it on your stories, and let's get this podcast going. Uh, Let me stop. Thank you for listening, guys. If you enjoyed that show, please make sure you drop a review. Make sure you share it with your friends. Make sure you subscribe because these podcasts are coming at you thick and fast, one a week. Uh, And again, they are giving you the tips, the hints, the tricks, and giving you the game plan to transform your body. So subscribe, rate, and share it with your friends.